Hey there, adventurer. I appreciate you taking the time to do an investigation check and dig into the archives of the show. I wanted to let you know that this is an old episode back when the show was called The Hard Thing Podcast. The topics are still the same, though the format and some of the names are different. If instead you are coming back to The Hard Thing Podcast, well, surprise, we changed our name and some of our branding. Feel free to hang out in the archives and listen to all the wonderful old episodes of The Hard Thing Podcast or take on a new adventure by listening to some of our current episodes. Either way, happy adventuring. This is the Hard Thing Podcast. Welcome to The Forge. Welcome back to another episode of The Forge on The Hard Thing Podcast. I am your host, Justin Lewis. Uh, today I'm flying solo. Usually I'm here with my co-host, Ty Crockett. Today you're just going to hear from me. And for those of you who are new, this show is all about helping you win the war on being average in your daily life. And we do that by helping you overcome average and do hard things. The whole goal of the show is to help you make forward progress in your life simply by doing those hard things that stand in between you and those goals. So let's get into it. So today we're going to talk about a couple things. First thing is two weeks ago, I was given a challenge to do no complaining. All right. No complaining whatsoever for two weeks. And I'm proud to say that I failed. Uh, but one thing to note is complaining is hard. Complaining is very hard because... When you don't think you're complaining, you could be complaining unless you're really analyzing what's going on in your mind. You have to really be on yourself and, and think critically about the things you're saying and even the thoughts you're having because you can complain internally in your mind and it still counts as breaking the challenge, I'd say. Um, I thought I was doing really good and then I'd kind of forgotten about the challenge and then complaints just seemed to come back up. Another question I had was, what's the difference between grievances and complaints? Obviously, in relationships, you have grievances with the other person. You want to bring those up and talk about them so you can get them resolved. But what's the difference between that and complaining? And I think one of the big differences is your intent, right? Whether or not you want to, I guess, cast ire on the other person, if that's a way to say it, or whether you actually want to resolve it and build your relationship. I think building the relationship has to be the key intent in order for it to be considered a grievance and, and positive productivity. And one thing I noticed in these last two weeks is that uh, most of the things that I complain about or I bring up grievances, air quotes, you can't see me, but I'm, I'm doing air quotes. Uh, I could just hold my tongue and deal with it. And it's interesting over the course of these last two weeks, I built, I was kind of humbled in a way. And, and that humility, well, me being humbled kind of helped me start to grow a little bit more compassion and a little bit more grace towards the people around me and a little bit more patience. And I started to let certain things fall off my shoulders and, and just wash away rather than holding on to them and, and just holding so dearly to that thing I didn't like. So I would highly recommend you guys try this same challenge. Go two weeks without complaining. See if you can do it. But most importantly, look and see the changes that this practice is making inside of you because I think you'll find some really beautiful things going on. I know for me, it, it, it helped me realize some of my weaknesses and some things that I'm not good at. And again, it's very humbling. And being humbled is always a good thing. So that was the challenge of two weeks ago. 
Now, as always, we always talk about the action items given to us by the podcast guest of this week. So this week, I was able to talk with Dan Cumberland, who is wonderful because he helps people, excuse me, he helps people find meaning in their work. Now, we spend most of our time during the day working, or at least most of us do. And if you don't find meaning in that, it's really easy to become depressed or, or, or feel like life itself is meaningless and, and, and not fulfilling. So Dan helps people find meaning in their work or to transition to works where they can find meaning. So that way that part of their life is fulfilling. And he left these action items. So he did the, do, the, the he did, he left, excuse me, sorry, I'm fumbling my words. He left the test and try exercise for us to do. He also recommended we do self-reflected writing. And then he recommended we write our goals every day. So the test and try exercise is basically the idea that all of us have these mental programs that we were given or we created for ourselves. And I used to think of these as rules, right? Um, One of these rules might be everyone has to go to college or one of these rules might be, uh, let's see, what's a good example? Um, I'm not thinking of any off the top of my head, but basically they're these paradigms or these schemas, right? Schema is a good word. There are these schemas that we were given or we built for ourselves that aren't necessarily serving us, okay? Like swearing. Swearing is a good one. I don't swear, right? That's a schema I've built for myself, but I've never really tested whether or not that would serve me or not. I believe it serves me, and I don't have any evidence to refute that claim, but that's a good example. So maybe what I could do in this exercise is go for a specific period of time without that schema. So swear to my heart's content as I please, and then evaluate whether or not that schema was beneficial to my life. And that's a silly example. But maybe another one is, let's say your parents want you to grow up and be a lawyer, right? Just go to law school, pass the bar, and then join a firm, be super successful, go be a trial lawyer even, and just make super uber bucks, right? Well, maybe you don't want to do that. So go for a specific period of time without that schema and see if your life is better. Go for a specific period of time. Maybe you're in college right now. Instead of taking law classes, take only classes that have nothing to do with law, but have everything to do with maybe another pursuit or whatever, you know, Uh, and, and try that schema. See if it brings you closer to where you want to be in life and farther away from where you don't want to be. That's a great exercise. And one of one thing that I've been doing with that has actually been, <clears throat> um, I'm not very good at this, but it, it's just been with my podcast and having this idea that I, sometimes I feel like I'm not ready enough or, or prepared enough to do certain things in the podcast. And I can't be specific because I'm, I'm working on some big things that I can't really tell you about because obviously they're not finished, but I will tell you when they are. And I'll I'll hint at it a little bit towards the end of this podcast. But uh, I I always had this idea that I can't talk to people about my podcast because it's not professional. It's not, you know, it's not exactly where I want it to be. Right. But I'm, I'm starting to work out of that schema to drop it because I found that it serves me more to talk about my podcast to people because then they can help me or I can help them. And it's just a better situation. So that's one example of doing the do or doing the test and try exercise of working with things that don't necessarily suit you or, or they might suit you, but you won't know for sure, for sure until you do away with it for a certain period of time. 
Number two is to do self-reflected writing. Now, this can be considered journal writing or whatever, but I think it, it should go a little bit deeper than that. And every person needs to really build it up as they see fit. So one example for me personally is that uh, instead of doing yearly goals, I've decided to do 12-week goals, right? So I have my goals for these 12 weeks, and then I have a week of introspection in between in which I evaluate and then reassess and then create the next 12 weeks goals. And because of something I heard on a podcast recently, I decided during that 12 or that one week evaluation, which should come up, I think in April, one thing that I will be doing is taking a self-evaluated test. Basically, I'm going to have two columns or technically three columns. The middle column is going to be completely empty, right? That's where I fill in my answers. But on one side, it's going to be negative attributes. So liability, uh, weak, selfish, disconnected from people, uh, you know, whatever, whatever I think is most important to me on the right side, I will have the opposite. So asset connected with people, selfless, driven, uh, you know, maybe with my finances, better off finan financially. And in the middle column, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to draw an arrow, right? And I'm not going to make it super long of a test. Only the things that really matter to me, I'm just going to draw an arrow pointing right or left saying in the last 12 weeks, did I become more of a liability, more of an asset? Did I become more connected with people or less connected with people? Did I become more selfish or less selfish? Did I build my relationship with my wife or lessen my relationship with my wife? And for me, if you're not moving forward, chances are you're moving backwards. And so I'm going to take this opportunity as, oh, and it doesn't end there because that's not the self-reflective part, right? That's just an assessment. What happens afterward is you go through and for each question, I guess, you write why. Why do you think that is? Or, or why did that happen? Why is that how it is? And that's where you get to the self-reflection. You start asking yourself, did I really try hard in this area? Or am I just making excuses? Am I living up to my commitments? Am, am I trying to be the person I really want to be? That's where the self-reflection comes into play. Last but not least, always writing on your goals every single day. This is essential, honestly. Uh, and, and when I say goals necessarily, I mean more of your to-dos, right? And if you're doing it right, if you've planned correctly, your to-dos are part of your overall goals. But it's important that you write down the things you set out to do because it's basically like creating your vision of your day. If you don't have your vision of your day, then your day is probably going to be wasted because, you know, it doesn't matter if you do this or that because you haven't said that's important to you or not, right? When you write down your to-dos or your goals, you, in, in a very physical way, declare to the world, these are important to me. I want to do these. And at the end of the day, you can say, hey, I didn't do what's important to me or I did. And that's a very nice way of proving to yourself whether or not you did what you did. Again, do all three of those. Make sure you do the try and test exercise. You do self-reflected writing and you write your goals every day. It seems simple. It seems so uh, just stupid. I mean, it, it seems stupid how simple it is really, but it's the little things that make the biggest difference. I like to compare it to 
like uh, a lot of you have probably seen Harry Potter, right? And in Harry Potter 1, Harry goes to that bank with the goblins, Gringotts, and he sees his vault and it's just filled with gold coins, right? Imagine that vault, okay? And every time you do one of these simple, small actions, instead of putting a coin in there, you're putting a grain of sand, except it's gold. So you're putting a grain of gold sand in your vault. Only if you do it millions of times will it ever amount to anything, right? But that's what you got to do. Because it's not like you can do gold nugget activities every single day. But you can do gold spec activities every day. Now, let's talk about announcements. Uh, first of all, make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast. Never miss a single episode. Like I said, episodes Mondays and Thursdays. Mondays, we have awesome episodes with high-performing individuals who have done some really great things. Uh, this Monday, we actually talk with Christian Espinoza. He is the founder of Alpine Security and the author of the book, The Smartest Person in the Room. We talk a lot about emotional intelligence and using your head, your heart, and your gut to make decisions. Uh, really fun conversation, really insightful, especially because we talk a lot about listening. So go ahead and, and uh, tune in for that on Monday. Also, make sure you share the podcast with someone you know. Uh, reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at the Hard Thing Podcast, but share the podcast with someone who might be struggling in their life because they will pick something out of it that is helpful to them. I know, I know, because I listen to these and I pick something helpful. Now, as far as my, oh, and obviously I want to talk about Operation Underground Railroad. Um, a lot of you don't know this, but I've actually volunteered for them many times and they do some really great work because they're really out there on the front lines trying to rescue kids from sex trafficking. While the rest of the world is blindly brushing under the rug, they're uncovering the darkness and shining light in those dark places to rescue these children who need so much help. So we want to invite you to help us raise $1,000 for them. Go to GoFundMe.com slash Overcoming Dash Average. Uh, donate some money, even just a dollar, goes a long way in helping us reach our goal of $1,000 for Operation Underground Railroad. Now, I want to talk about this week's challenge for me, okay? So, uh, I can't tell you much, but in the coming months, weeks probably, uh, I will have more to offer you as far as resources for doing hard things. So, the goal of the Hard Thing Podcast is to get you to do hard things, right? In doing that, we give you the tips, tricks, tools, tactics, anything that we can to help you do hard things. Resources, okay? We have this podcast where you can listen to people give real life examples of doing hard things and help you have action items to do the same thing. You can go to the website where you can actually <clears throat> read articles, blog articles about doing hard things and how to do hard things, right? But I was thinking, what's the next logical step, right? What is the next logical step for you guys to do hard things? Obviously, you need tools and that will probably come along down the road. But I think maybe you needed some teachers. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. But in the coming weeks, you will have more resources about how to do hard things on the Hard Thing Podcast. So the challenge for me is to get that up and running in the next two weeks. Okay, so stay tuned on Instagram, specifically Instagram, to see what it's going to look like, see how it's going to work out. And uh, I'm excited because I know it's going to give you, like I said, just more resources so you can actually take those steps and, and leap forward in your life. Do hard things, overcome average, so that way you find yourself 
exactly where you want to be. On the other side of that metaphorical brick wall, at the top of that metaphorical mountain, with the beautiful vistas and the wonderful perspective, you, you'll, you'll be able to enjoy the treasures of your hard work because you've done hard things. And friends, that is one of the greatest feelings in the world. And that's what I want you guys to feel. So enjoy doing hard things. Enjoy it. Because you will overcome average. Hey guys, one quick announcement for today's show, and you might have heard this already, even in today's episode, but uh, I have an awesome opportunity for you guys. Once in a lifetime, you have the opportunity to have dinner with myself and a covert CIA operative. That's right, an undercover spy. Uh, my guest, Andrew Bustamante, has been gracious enough to offer himself up <laughs> uh, as guest for a dinner with myself and one lucky audience member. So if you want to sign up for that, make sure you hit the link in the show notes below. As well, you can go to Instagram and hit the link in my bio at the Hard Thing Podcast. This is first come, first serve, and there's only one slot. So whoever signs up first will have the opportunity to come to Utah and have dinner with myself and Andrew Bustamante. It's an exciting opportunity. It's one that you'll be able to brag about to your friends of being able to sit down having dinner with an undercover secret agent. So don't waste any time. Go ahead and sign up in the link in the show notes or go to Instagram at The Hard Thing Podcast and click the link in my bio and you'll find all the relevant information there. Uh, so look forward to having dinner with you.